I love it. I mean, this is all comes down to communication, right? Everything is communication. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything, everything that I can think yeah. of. All, all, everything we do comes down yeah. to communication or the lack thereof. <laughs> Welcome back to the Faculty Factory Podcast, friends. I'm Kim Skrupski from Johns Hopkins. And today on this episode, I'm so pleased to have my colleague and friend, Dr. Mahadevapa Mahesh. Dr. Mahesh is a professor in the Department of Radiology and Radiological Science and Medicine Cardiology. He is a physicist and he is the chair of our School of Medicine Faculty Senate. Dr. Mahesh, thanks for being the podcast. Looking forward to your talk. It gives me great pleasure to talk to you, especially today is a International Podcast Day. No I way. I just came to know. Yes, I came <laughs> just. I just came to know on my uh, Twitter feed, so which I would not have known. So I'm happy to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects. Yeah, and, and, and just is, uh, those those uh, of you who are curious, this Dr. Mahesh is on Twitter. He is a social guru. His Twitter handle is at mmahesh1. Take it away, Mahesh. What are you going to lay on us? So a couple of things. Let me start off with like why I liked uh, being active on the Twitter. Um, among all the social media platforms, I spend, uh, I happen to like Twitter more for a number of reasons. And I also want to talk to today uh, to you and also to your audience that why uh, professionals like us had to become more active in the social media, especially I'm going to focus on the Twitter. Why did I uh, got attracted towards Twitter is for a couple of personal reasons. One is when I, I wanted to play and see what Twitter is all about. Then it came dogged on to me that if I have a Twitter account, and if I liked a tweet, it'll remain in my tweet uh, account forever, which mm. means I could now use Twitter as a virtual hard disk for any links I like to see in future. Mm. For example, I'm going through the Twitter feed. I saw an interesting article or a scientific article. And if I like the tweet, and that will remain in my t- account. And later day, I can go back and open a like folder and connect to the link, and that link is still active. Hmm. So, especially for scientists and the physicians in our Hopkins system, junior faculty, they can certainly use this in addition to their own reference manager. They can use this as a active virtual hard disk. That's one thing. The other thing is like, I also see that Twitter, I get to learn a lot of new things, not only in my field, but I'm also uh, interested in things, what's going on in other fields. I can watch that in the Twitter. For example, I'm a medical physicist, but I'm also interested in other aspects like social science aspect. If I'm only focused on my, um, in my field, in my library, all the journals are related to my, my field, radiology, cardiology, and medicine, and uh, medical physics. However, being acting on the Twitter, I'm now exposed to articles in social science. Uh, so social psychology, or in the time of higher education. And that intrigues me and has allowed me to learn a lot more new things. You're totally right. I mean, so many of us 
listen to podcasts and I mean, especially those of us who, um, or if you, if you're driving a lot or you've been home quarantined, you're trying to expand your horizons. I'm like you. I'm an input person. I love brainstorming and making connections. So I love how on the faculty senate here at Hopkins, you have incorporated authors and and books and people from different uh, fields to inform how we think, because that's all that's, you know, the basic uh, part of being a scientist, as you said, is being curious about other fields and then how you might apply that knowledge or technique or tool or way of thinking in your own science. That's exactly true, because we in the science field, we in the, as a scientist, a professional, the first thing is like we need to be curious. And one way to be curious is not only confined to our own subject matter, but when you're curious about other things, we develop a holistic view of the whole world or the science or the society. That way, we can actually contribute a lot more to the others, others where we are expert. So one way is like I find Twitter is like, a junior faculty, let's say, he or she can tell his or her niche area by following certain things or tweeting about it. So before that, let me say, so you open an account, like for example, those who have not interacted with the Twitter or having a Twitter account, I recommend to have an account. First, open an account and put a profile picture. Don't allow it as just an egghead and the profile picture. Put a picture of you. Right. And then it is also equally important to introduce yourself correctly in the Twitter uh, in the Twitter bio. That also uh, brings me to another aspect, such as gender equity, especially in this time of um, issues going around in the society, having a gender equity issue, and also, for example, um, uh, addressing yourself. You have a PhD, so have address it yourself as a doctor X and Y. Right. That way, others know who you are because. Others will only know by what you have told about yourself, not not just to brag, but at least just to inform others. And that will put people on an equal uh, field, especially on a gender equity level, right. which everybody will know who he or she is by telling what her background, his or her background. Right. For promotion, I mean, I think this is getting more interesting the way we have an impact internationally yeah. and nationally. Um, yeah. Not only with our colleagues, but patients. Yeah. But you're right. Establish credibility, expanding your network, putting your science yeah. out there, getting creative the, about the way you present your science yeah. and share your science. You're right. It's a really valuable tool. And also another 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 tip for anybody starting is there is what is called as your account is tagged by what is called a Twitter handle, which you mentioned. My Twitter handle is mmahesh1. I advise anybody starting out to keep the Twitter handle as clearly as possible, not some very strong or lengthy one, because people need to remember that as you keep active on the Twitter world. For example, I tried to use Mahesh. It was already taken. I tried M. Mahesh. It was already taken. So I went with M. Mahesh one. Got it. Try not to be too much. Like my one of my colleagues, has, uh, his, uh, his name is Todd Atwood. He uses a Twitter called Dr. Medical Physics. That's fine. If it is available, use it. So that tells about his expertise. Keep it short and easy for somebody to remember. Why? Because in these days, we all get a lot of emails. I get, as you know, you get a lot of emails in your <laughs> box. And if I want to reach you, for example, you're also, I know if you're active on the Twitter, or if uh, one of my colleagues is very active on the Twitter like me. So instead of me emailing him, I, I send him what is called a direct message. 
that is becoming more practical for me these days to reach out to a friend who I can get an answer in an hour or two. Right. Because that is an option on the Twitter you call DM or direct message. You send a direct message and that will show up on his account. If he or she is active, they will know immediately and they'll respond back. Well, I never thought about that component of it. I have to admit that I am a Luddite with, we have a Twitter handle in Office of Faculty Development, but Mm -hmm. I'm not um, facile on it. I'm not on social at all. So you're really, um, I would like to say you're preaching to the choir, but you're not here. I'm one of those stubborn folks who is, is, is having a hard time with it, but I see the value of it. And yep. I see um, the activity, and I, I love how you are talking about like r- operational things of using it mm-hmm. as a virtual hard drive and direct yes. messaging. I didn't even know about that capacity. Yes, and then the, the other thing is like this Twitter has allowed me is like you can actually download all your tweets. I have I have thousands of tweets which are done, but I can download it into a PDF. And that's another thing which is possible. Now I can walk through and see what are the tweets I did in the past, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I can even search for my first tweet. The other things coming back to the communication aspect. Like, for example, some people, they are not active. They are scared of this Twitter. First thing is like they're worried about social media. Right. It's too much distraction. It can take away too much time. And it can also lead to like all this negative uh, exposure, blah, blah, blah. Right. The good thing about Twitter is you can actually allow yourself how much to engage or not to engage. For example, if I had tweeted something and I get a lot of, like, you know, somebody tried to troll. Troll means like somebody trying to reply back and trying to engage you in a negative conversation. Okay. You can simply shut it off by either muting that person or blocking the person from ever tweeting you or reaching you. Or you can simply not engage the person in the reverse conversation. Yeah. For example, in science field, we have always have controversial topics. Even today, if you go to Twitter and search anti-vacciners, for example, right. there are thousands of tweets. So if you tweet something on vaccine, people might troll you and start telling you all the negative aspects, but you can basically block that. Uh-huh. That way, you are not, you're disengaging the conversation, gotcha. and you are in control of what the communication you want to do. Yeah. Tell, can you talk a little bit about... Um, Twitter chats. So in uh, the AAMC, the Association of American Medical Colleges Group on Faculty Affairs, we have Twitter chats. And um, we do those monthly through our communication subcommittee. And I I need a little bit of help because I I engaged in one and it was kind of like all these conversations going and I really was having a hard time catching up and following the chain and the link. And by the time I'd want to reply to something, I kind of felt like the chat was moving. Like in a Zoom room, when you have a chat feature, you think, oh, wait a minute, the the comments were flying in so quickly. I was uh, I was a little distracted. Can you um, tell us about chats and the value, sure. the pluses and negatives yeah. of that experience? So the tweet chat is an interesting phenomenon. It's catching up pretty fast, especially a um, lot of the journals lot of the societies are engaging because that is another way for attracting membership and keeping them engaged. For example, I'm involved with one of my journal. It's called the Journal of American College of Radiology. Um, I serve as the associate editor for the journal, and we have a monthly tweet chat. It's interesting. It's really for beginners, for the first, first person, when you're first time and you're interacting, it really overwhelms you because there's too many things going on simultaneously. So, 
the thing is that tweet chat is like the there is a selected subject matter you pose one or two three or four questions and the moderator will pose the question and allow people to interact but interacting means like people will keep typing up and down and like you really get lost right so during the tweet chat the one way i use is there are other flat forums which helps us to see parallelly what's going on well, i use another another platform called hootsuite hootsuite is a company which allows you to engage in the which you can actually uh, hootsuite is a flat forum basically you can simultaneously tweet or send message to multiple social platform at the same time you can even customize what time the tweet will go oh. and so forth i use the hootsuite because there i can create streams on my on my in a, on my on my monitor multiple streams of things going on or one of the column would be the all the tweets going the second one is i can just use the hashtag of the tweet chat and only those streams are coming and then you can have another column with only your tweets are going so that way you are parallelly seeing what's going on and respond mm-hmm. and immediately see your respond will automatically enter into that uh, tweet chat discussion for a beginner it's really overwhelming because sometimes also it's like all over the place so for a beginner i would rather encourage them to observe one or two tweet chat and see where you want to respond if you want to respond let's say next month tweet, tweet chat topic is of interest and you want to interact very timely i would advise you to create some of the tweets text ready to go and then you cut and paste or even time the tweets to exactly come in the same conversation so if a topic is very important if i am moderating i would have created a series of text in a word file usually less than 280 character that is the limitation on the tweet and i cut and paste on it uh, as we go along because it's oh. quite fast moving yeah right that's also i didn't think about that preparing ahead of time right that preparing ahead of time because for example if there are a couple of questions which i really want to put my message information and as the conversation start and i start typing already 10 other conversation would go so i would rather have it in a word document a couple of text materials which are tweetable like whatever all of it should be less than 280 otherwise it get rejected so that way you can cut and paste into this in your stream with usually one of the ways is like always use a hashtag of that particular tweet chat so that it gets um listed under that one yeah and another aspect is the using a hashtag hashtag is used because that way you can search a particular subject material based on the hashtag so the other thing which i see is like okay let's say with all this activity what is this personal to me one is thing is like the personal aspect especially for a junior faculty is to promote his or her research or her knowledge his or her knowledge right. why because we write pub- one of the things with our all the academic um, um uh, professionals is we publish we write 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 that's the main thing we pa- publish or perish okay we publish we write an article article comes out in our journal realistically how many people really read the whole article exactly a handful especially <laughs> and for those in your lab or in the other labs who are doing exactly your research and may be interested to see they will read but let's say x amount of people are reading it now what is happening is all the journals are now allowing to engage to keep it more attractive they allow the author to tweet about their article when it comes first online and they also provide a link that way they will provide a free access 
access to the article for a first x number of days that way they are trying to attract more readership into the journal so you are doing two favors one is you are promoting your research second is you are also promoting your journal mm. now that's another advantage attraction i see in the in my in the twitter world because every day morning when i screen this i see the some of the journals which i'm heavily follow their editors are now tweets every day morning their latest article they're publishing so in a way i get to know what's happening very fast on a daily basis so mm-hmm. that is very critical for uh, for anybody in the academic world to keep up to the literature mm-hmm. like in generally we keep keep up keep up with the jones right. my word in the academic is keep up with the literature right and and we have multiple ways to keep up with the literature by engaging writing an email like putting or submitting your email so that you can have a direct table of contents to your email box and all those things which i encourage all my students and all myself i also do the same thing but more than that i see those journals who are editors are engaging they are sending their articles tweeting about the articles and i can link it and immediately see it hmm. and i find that to be very very helpful in fact a morning i saw three new articles came out in radiology which i would have to wait for like a, a month at the end of the month to see that in the table of contents now today i already know those articles have come out right. and i already licked it and i saw the online print edition so that's one way wow yeah you know you're right not only so if if you're not encouraged out there right now to start social uh an account on twitter i don't know what what'll help inspire you but you're exactly right not i i guess i knew about the promoting our research component and certainly was aware of the networking and increasing visibility I yeah. didn't I didn't think as much about the interdisciplinary learning component and that and yeah. broadening out beyond our own industries and departments so that that's new to me and and you and I guess I didn't think um too much about the cutting edge leading hot off the press kind of yeah. work and that you're you're right I mean I'm I'm used to signing up for all the email alerts but yeah, yeah even I- by then you know, the olden days, it was getting the hard copy journal in your mail. Yeah. Then we went yeah. to email. This is yeah. even more cutting edge. So yeah. if you want exactly. to, to know and to be at the forefront of whatever and at the yeah. at the front of the race, this is the exactly. tool to do that. Yeah. For, and the other utilitarian of this uh, Twitter is like, for example, your office of faculty developed four days ago, tweeted about the the necessity for getting the flu vaccine. Right. And where is it available? It's a nice tweet. Now, today morning, I retweeted that. So now it goes to my followers that about that one. Right. So one of, then I can, I would, I'm going to make it, I time this tweet a week from now. So that will, again, another week, it will remind them. So oh, this is so you information. So you can schedule retweets. Yes. Oh, I so, didn't know you could reschedule or schedule retweets. And I can't do that on the Twitter, Twitter, um, um, platform one way to do is like i to, had to code the tweet and then schedule it on the other end i can do it on the hoot suite hoot suite i can hoot time up a month from now wow. to go exactly there so i let it let me tell you the example recently as you know i'm, I'm involved with the upac committee so they Univer- have come that's up with for this. the for the global audience that you are upac committee at hopkins is a university pandemic academic advisory committee So this committee put out this um, uh, very useful information about the caregiving 
and the covid relief uh, funds and other things which the it's published on the hub it is it is we already like many many have already tweeted about it but what i had done is like i scheduled every week for the next 3 weeks to come up the same link i tell you why because many will miss the emails that's right most of the people do not read the emails because there are too many emails right. my inbox so because of that you need to we had talked at the upac meeting also the communication is becoming really key and to communicate we need to use multiple platforms that's right. and one of the ways i find is like if i schedule it for next 3 weeks every monday morning my followers will get to know they may it may be redundant but at least those who have missed will at least connect it back and check what that is and if it is useful they'll make it use of it that's right and it does not cost me anything i love it i mean this is all comes down to communication right everything is communication <laughs> everything yeah. everything everything yeah. think of all, all, everything we do comes down yeah. to communication or the lack thereof <laughs> so the another thing is like one of the strongest thing which i used at on twitter is for advocacy advocacy yes. ah right advocate forgot really, about that sure and, and and that has become really powerful tool i'm not going to go, go into the details of the politics of let me give one example right now the cms the medicare services has proposed some major cuts for radiology reimbursement in our field so the american college of radiology where i sit on the board have now trying to reach out to their members to call their congressmen to express that why that can hurt the imaging world sure that's one way the other way is like the american college of radiology also has sent a tweet bits with the links there where you can click, click the link it will directly take you to a page where you can sign off your name and send to the congressman and that i like to tweet it or retweet it and now the acr the american college of radiology has engaged a couple of super users such as us to help them in advocating or promoting this advocacy to reach out to the maximum number of people so that all of them at least some percentage of them will respond to these tweets or emails and call their congressman and again that life is made easy all they have to do a click it will go to another web page with all the letters already signed they have to sign up their name and will go to the congressman wow and what i have seen in the past is like the more number of replies or messages they get from their constituents more higher the chances the congressman or the senators will respond to that particular aspect wow yeah another and, another good benefit advocacy yeah. yeah and and for example being we in the scientists we do so much for funding and always there is a there is a jeopardy for a funding and especially at the annual budget time congress always have a sharp knife for cutting off the budget Right. So one way is like, as you all know, all the societies will write emails uh, to the signed off by variety of societies and send them. Comp- But more than that, this advocacy from the Twitter world, tweeting and directly sending them about this, this can jeopardize my research. It can jeopardize the country's standing in future. All those things can really need to be heard by the senators, the congressmen. And the only way is like more number of people have to do it. And I find that. to be done easily with the twitter all right <laughs> you you definitely <laughs> sold me mahesh let, let me tell you that some of the downfalls of the twitter oh okay i can tell you <laughs> some but yeah <laughs> for me my the tech technology all all the it guys always say kim you must have some kind of metal something in your head because i get near technology and it goes crazy but yeah go ahead with the downfalls 
so the the pitfall is there can be like a time commitment you might you might get overwhelmed or you might get this can be what we call it as a positive procrastination you can procrastinate you are supposed to write a paper and you start you go to your twitter account to they looking and then you, moment immediately half an hour is done so we need to be careful about that the other thing is like one should not tweet or post like any other time when you have been drinking or otherwise altered in some ways oh oh my goodness <laughs> no right and if you are angry with someone mm. specifically when you are angry with someone when you read a tweet don't engage in that tweet when you are really upset because it's going to remain in your account forever oh. even though if you try to delete it's going to remain and that can be very hurtful or embarrassing to to others or yes. to even yourself if you do really bad right especially if you're representing an institution um yeah if yeah, you're representing would... an institution you need to follow the institution media social media policies in fact right. hopkins has a nice uh, social media policy uh, um document if anybody is engaging and they think that they are representing hapkins they meet they better read that policy and adhere to that policy because that is really critical exactly yeah so the two things i want to tell we have seen in the twitter world there are two things one is there are many physicians are now heavily connected with their patients through tweets oh really And that, so really? I, now, now you've added another thing. I was unaware of yeah. the communication between physicians and patients via Twitter. And there are, oh yeah, there are oh. some patients, some physician at Hopkins, who have thousands of followers, and their patients will eat up whatever they are messaging. Wow! And in fact, I have brought this up in the now that we have a new now that brings back to the question of academic promotions, right? So in the academic promotions we always go with some factors like h factors impact factors citation blah 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 now the other aspect which are now knocking on the doors of the academic world is people who are heavily engaged in the social media especially such that are connecting with the patients who are able to communicate this information more readily to their followers how are they evaluated for the promotion right it's just a beginning of the world it is not it is it is still the promotion world is probably we have discussed i have discussed with you in the past uh, asking your help like how we want to start doing this because that is another area where a young fellow like a young faculty coming in if he he or she establishes a niche can utilize in 10 years from now as part of the promotion packet to demonstrate their their value in the field well alt metrics i mean the for the yeah. phrase is alt metrics for short for alternative metrics mm-hmm. alt metrics that social and, media is now i mean when it was first new i mean the the criticism was yeah well we can't promote faculty based on the fact that between operating rooms they're just tweeting something you can't be promoted on that basis Well that that's a pretty naive way of looking at the platform as yep. having an impact that someone could be tweeting their latest table or figure charts yep. from their research and building a community and gaining an international national reputation yep. as a scholar using the Twitter or other social tools as the platform to communicate. And 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 you're right you can't just pooh about these things but this is becoming a reality. I know there is always There is a lot of this uh, um, um, fluff also involved. 
but that's that's again left to the twitter the promotion committee to how to measure these things and there are there are publications which i have come across which are now writing up how to measure these are like how to evaluate a person's right. tweets or alt metrics right yeah exactly and that going to take some time but it's going to it's it's going to be there right. and it's going to happen my my argument to those people who are, who are tell this negative like oh, they don't want to take serious this here is an example i write a paper or somebody writes a paper it's read by 100 people on the other end i tweet about an important aspect of radiation 2500 people engage that so doesn't mean that that particular value is not valuable that's where we had to account for. of course not right exactly yeah. exactly It's a wonder wonderful tool and technology is rapidly increasing and of course you know oftentimes in academic and academia yeah. we're we're not on top of things um like other industries but this is just another example of how we can have amazing impact and reach and um just by using these tools and being creative and letting go of some of our sometimes yeah. you know stubborn beliefs that there's only one way to do something the other thing which i want to draw this is a, this is even more important these days in the covid time is the issue of burnout is the burnout. issue of oh, isolation yeah. especially isolation. in academia hmm. isolation is very much stressful also we are all working in our lab by ourselves sometimes we might spend the whole day not talking to anybody right so in that aspect what i have found is like twitter to be a very soothing environment especially you can find others who are going through the same situation that way you can get tips i have got so many tips on how to handle some of the stresses i go through right that's true build a community that, of like-minded people a built-in support exactly. network yeah exactly and that goes not only within the within the physical walls of your country it grows globally let me take one example i got somebody like somebody has tweeted me telling like a question about a radiation like a ct protocol and a radiation protocol and i answered them general not very specifically but a general answer they were looking for i answered and then i came to know that person was actually communicating back from kenya this person was knowledgeable about something but his father was having a ct so he or she was worried about so he had dm'd me directly asking because he had seen me on the tweets of talking about radiation and ct so he had dm'd me as like answering for this one but i was pleasantly surprised then this has reached a person somewhere in kenya in kenya and i'm sitting here yeah in i'm baltimore. sitting here in kenya to baltimore yeah. so easily right yeah exactly and now that creates some type of engagement to provide this resources especially what i have found is um my colleagues working in other resource uh, deficient countries like you know very somewhere remotely and they are doing the phd or they are doing the, and they need a literature like they are looking for some literature they are so difficult to find in their country they can dm us and ask these questions if they are engaged in the twitter world wow that is one thing i find it very helpful academically and i would encourage academicians to seriously look into this one and basically not only them um them uh, pro- uh, promoting themselves but they are also going to be in the helpful way the yeah. other area which i would like to tell is like we i find this these days professionals have an obligation to engage in this media because let me tell you an example um, my expertise is in the area of radiation risks and benefits so forth and if you look at the media anything about medical imaging or radiation or ct there's so much negativity 
negative information in the media. Who better to, to engage that with the accurate information is somebody who is professional working in that area. Right. So, for example, physicians. The physicians, if they, if they don't engage in that particular area or reply them in an accurate information, inaccurate information spreads with, to the world. Right. So, because of that, we in the field, like, for example, faculty here at Hopkins, deemed to be one of the best peer faculty in the world, we have an obligation to share our knowledge with others when they have questions, not to... Not that we are just bragging about ourselves, but at least we are ready to share our share information. Share the truth, truth, science, Exa- science. Exactly, right. exactly. So that's one, that's another thing which I wanted. Uh, well, I think you, you've raised another issue about share, the sharing of materials. How? What a great example of being inclusive and recognizing the um, availability and accessibility challenges of other people in other countries, yep. as you point out. So I, I love that. The, yeah. the democracy of sharing materials freely and easily. So that's another yeah. great advantage that I had not considered. So thanks for bringing that to my uh, attention. And that's ex- extremely helpful, especially if you're a young guy coming into the field, he or she, and you're expert in your field, you're trying to establish your own niche area. And you're already, and in your field, in your lab, everybody knows you are expert in that area. But by having engaging in the Twitter world, you are establishing yourself as a niche person in this area. Right. Let me tell you another example. Um, we were engaged in this in the conversation about um, about our ma- annual meetings have happening an annual meeting. Uh, it's all by, from the same group. We are all talking to the choir about radiation, medical physics, and so forth. But I find it more helpful if we are able to go and talk about the same thing to the other societies. So I was making these comments about I wish we had a more opportunity to speak to the others about this radiation. That way we can engage. And organically the conversation developed and the American Society of Emergency Room Radiologists, I know a couple of Twitter, they were followers, they, they engaged in me and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll have a panel discussion and we would like to invite you. And I'm not even a member of the society. Mm-hmm. And now tomorrow I'm participating in this panel discussion um, with the Society of uh, Emergency Room Radiologists sharing my knowledge about uh, the advances in imaging and the radiation risk. And I find that to be, that purely happened because the couple of people in the program committee are also uh, active on the social media, has provided. Another great example of your reaching out for interdisciplinary um, learning, just by virtue of putting your feelers out there, you yeah. establish connections and neural pathways, if you will, that yeah. other people can then, you've opened a door and then they can, not only do you travel to their world, they mm-hmm. can then travel to your world. And then that opens up opportunities for, as you pointed out, invitations, yeah. um, collaboration. So yeah, yeah. great two ways, two way field there. These days, one of the very active advocacy happening is gender equality. So what's happening in this, like two examples I'll give you. One example is like when societies are putting out this, uh, their annual conferences or some type of a car, like a web conference, and they have all these preliminary speakers, people are calling out, especially if the panel is all experts of only males talking about female genitalia. There is a, that is another recently happened is OBJYN society, some society had a, yeah. a major international workshop with six male guys talking about uh, female reproductive system and somebody called out another female 
Oh, it's good that we don't have any females to talk about uh, exports to talk about uh, female reproductive system. Now we have to listen only from the males. And that has hit a lot now. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is every society's program committees are paying paying attention or they need to pay attention that mm. when you are putting out a panel, like, you know, the NIH director has now made a statement that he's not going to be on any panel discussion if it is all manals, means like only men. Manals, right. Not panels, but manals, yeah. Exactly. So that is another, and then that is easy to uh, um, uh, call out on the Twitter and that has become really changing the whole way we are looking into. Mm. Like, for example, if I'm forming a committee in my society, I want to pay pay attention that has a diversity in that uh, in that committee. Right. Whew. Well, this has been great. You've been listening to Dr. Mahesh. His Twitter handle is mmahesh1. Hope you've enjoyed the session and this episode, and we'll see you next time on the Faculty Factory Podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Faculty Factory Podcast. The mission of the Faculty Factory is to build and support a community of leaders in faculty development who share tools, resources, wisdom, and encouragement in service to our faculty members, schools, and institutions. We encourage you to go to facultyfactory.org to find out more, get in touch with me, ask me any questions. Maybe you want to be interviewed on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Faculty Factory Podcast. We'll see you next time. The Faculty Factory podcast and website is sponsored by the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine Office of Faculty. For more information, visit facultyfactory.org.